0: Welcome to the Merriman Market Analyst and Fun Astrology Financial Saturday edition of the Fun Astrology Podcast. I'm Thomas Miller. Thank you for joining us. Typically on the day of a full moon, on the Fun Astrology Podcast, we howl like coyotes howling at the moon. You know, this morning, in light of what's going on in the world, I just don't feel like we should do that. I think we should more just stand in solemn reflection under this full moon and just send our energy of healing to this world and to this war. So let's just stay in that as we experience this full moon. We're going to read an abbreviated Merriman Market Analyst column for the week beginning October 30th, 2023. I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) That date sounds familiar. Yeah, it's time to turn the calendar and look at a solar... I don't want to look at a solar return chart for this year. (laughs) Wow. We'll be talking about that, obviously, on the Fun Astrology podcast on Monday, but we will save a few comments for the end of this after the newsletter. It is abbreviated because Ray Merriman is writing the 2024 forecast book, and we are going to be offering that on audio, and it's going to be on the Merriman Market Analyst, mmacycles.com website. So this is the last episode from the road from Lord Jupiter. We'll be back at work next week and starting to narrate the beginning chapters of the 2024 Merriman Market Analyst forecast. We'll let you know when it's available for purchase. Now, the print versions are on sale on pre-order, but this is the last couple of days to do that, and that's in the newsletter. So if you want a print version, MMACycles.com. Do it now for a discount. Now for the weekly newsletter. From Friday's Wall Street Journal, dollars to defeat Russian and Iranian aggression are necessary, yet with $33 trillion in debt, there is no room for both guns and butter, End quote. Ray's commentary. If you're a subscriber to MMA's daily, weekly, or monthly reports, you probably have one market on your mind right now, and that's gold. This splendid yellow metal has appreciated tenfold and more in option strategies provided in MMA's special gold report issued October 4th. Gold itself has now rallied from a low of 1823.50 on October 6th to a high of 2019.70 as of Friday, October 27th, a gain of nearly $200 in just three weeks. Unfortunately, the surge in gold prices is related to the sudden increase in world tensions following the brutal attack on Israel by Hamas. In dangerous environments where hate and or revenge get combined with a fanatical resolve to annihilate another group of people, gold becomes a preferred investment, and equities, other than companies that manufacture weapons and war materials, suffer. Indeed, last week was another down week for most world indices. The Nasdaq, for example, was down 340 points to its lowest level since May. The German DAX fell to its lowest level since March, while the Zurich SMI and Shanghai Composite plunged to lows not seen since last October. In other markets, Bitcoin soared above 35,000 last week, its highest level since July 2023, and up well over 100% from its four year cycle low in November of 2022, which accompanied the collapse of the FTX exchange and led to Sam Bankman Fried's current legal problems that are at the forefront of this week's financial news. Crude oil, strangely enough, did not benefit from the global turmoil. In fact, on Wednesday, October 25th, it retested its primary cycle low of October 6th at 81.50. It ended the week around 85.50 due to a healthy rally on Friday. Now the short term geocosmics and longer term thoughts. A quote from Thursday's Wall Street Journal Political opposition has become a learned reflex. Whatever you're for, I am against. End of story. End quote. Despite last week's sharp price activity in a variety of markets, The cosmos is just beginning its most intense and dangerous campaigns this week and lasting through November 25th. It begins with the war god Mars in opposition to the expansive and often overconfident Jupiter on Saturday, October 28th. If violence breaks out with Mars in Scorpio, there may be few boundaries to contain it. This is followed by the Sun moving in opposition with Jupiter on Friday, November 3rd, which is more over-the-top behavior with few controls. The next day, Saturday, October 4th, finds Saturn turning direct. Saturn rules controls, but it also rules loss. So a pause may be reached where parties are allowed to step in and assess the damage, and they don't like what they see. Each one of these is a powerful Level 1 geocosmic signature, the strongest and most consistent related to reversals in financial markets. To this list, we can also add heliocentric Mercury, which begins its transit of fiery Sagittarius from October 31st through November 11th. This, too, correlates with sharp price moves in financial markets, especially gold and currencies. The end of that period reveals yet another combustible geocosmic grouping, as the Sun and Mars conjoin in opposition to Uranus, November 11th through 18th. Both the Sun and Mars then square Saturn, November 23rd through the 25th. So that's a lot of firepower coming up in November, and could very well coincide with important cycle highs and lows in several financial markets. It could also coincide with a turn in the war games, thus making this month the one that offers exciting trading opportunities. Incendiary aspects involving the Sun, Mars, Jupiter, and Uranus like this do not only relate to nations and armies at war, they also can affect individuals who have tendencies toward violence, such as the gunman who went on a deadly shooting rampage in Maine last week. Yet, there are positive ways to integrate these principles, too. They don't have to manifest as violence, hatred, and a crazed desire to alienate others. They can be expressed in acts of adventure, bravery, courage, trying out new things, and pioneering new activities that give one a rush of vigor. This is a period of daring aspects, one in which many may have a sudden yearning to try something new. To speculate on a risky venture, in terms of investment and trading, one must know how to channel this energy into well-thought-out measured risks and not put one's lifestyle at risk by over-speculation. Huge profits can be made, but under aspects like these, large losses can also be experienced if one loses control. The message of this week's letter is simple. Know your risks and their limits in all of your activities and don't lose control. Now the Q&A with Ray. This week's question comes from subscriber Veronik who asks, Thank you for the YouTube of September 20th, but I don't understand when you talk about gold. You say 1980 when the price of GLD is 190 or 180. So thanks for clarifying. Ray's answer GLD is the ETF, or exchange-traded fund, of gold that represents about one-tenth of the value of gold, one-tenth of an ounce, a little bit less for exchange and management fees. There are other ETFs that track the percentage moves in gold prices, like CEF and PHYS, but GLD is the most common, and it's about one-tenth of the value of one ounce of gold, Hence, GLD may be trading at 190 where gold itself is quoted at 1900, or more likely closer to 2000 due to those management fees of the ETF. Please don't hesitate to ask other questions as long as they don't involve things like, what will the market do last week? That's what we cover in our subscription reports for subscribers. But questions on how to use our reports are always welcomed. Have a great week ahead. And also, I just might mention, too, that Ray is pretty active on Twitter. So you could subscribe to his Twitter account, Merriman Market Analyst, or at MMA Cycles. And I'm sorry, but I I just don't call the platform that other weird name. I haven't switched over yet. Probably won't ever. So with that, we'll wrap up this week's newsletter. But I will take just a minute here because Ray nailed so many things on this column about, you know, I do have a birthday on Monday. And when I was born we almost had the same aspect. Almost. The sun and Mars and Neptune were all at the same degree. Six of Scorpio. I know. And I was born into a fundamental Christian family, and my mom just did not do Halloween. I mean, that was, oh no. But if she had known that her son was 666 of Scorpio on the four hours before Halloween Eve. <laughs> I, would, I would have been, I would have been switched in the hospital or something. I don't know what they would have done back in the 1959, but oh my goodness. This has been an aspect of why I got into astrology. And it's interesting because it is, as Ray says, it's coming up again in November. At least two thirds of it, the sun and Mars will conjoin. But back then, Neptune was in Scorpio. And understanding this aspect is why I got into astrology. I wanted to know, once I started shifting my life and everything changed, it was like, well, okay, I've got to understand this. And I knew it was big, but I just didn't have the context of the interpretation. So in my infancy of astrology, I just came up with, well, that's just one energy. That's one big blended energy. They literally, they are 19 minutes apart. So I just came up with the term tune. It's all one planet. And I know the ancients talk about Kazimis and under the beams and all of that. But let me tell you, just from my experience, and I know that does not an astrology pattern make, but I can tell you that in a very complicated way, these three have intertwined with each other and in my life have played out where I think maybe they have counterbalanced each other a little bit. Fortunately, by the good graces of destiny and fate, and probably a little bit of choice before we roll the dice to come down here, that I chose a wonderful family to come into, because obviously with this aspect, there were kids that were born with this on that day that probably didn't make it to a long life. Some probably ended up in prison. And also, thanks to the Lords of the Sky, there are no hard aspects to that Mars tune either. But it does absolutely underscore the fact that there are two sides to every coin in astrology. Because after I changed everything in my life, beginning at the Chiron return, basically, then I started to only emphasize the positive characteristics. And they can be very positive. And Ray mentioned a few of these. I love acts of adventure. I'm talking to you from a sprinter van. (laughs) Bravery, courage, trying out new things, pioneering activities that give one a rush of vigor. Trading the markets or the whole risk profile of this is something that never did get out of control for me, thankfully. In fact, I never was tempted by it. The first time I was ever in a casino in Las Vegas was producing a video for a television show that a client had hired me for. And we had to get up at 4.30 in the morning and walk through the casino to where they had a group breakfast for the crew. And at 4 o'clock in the morning, I'm walking through this casino, well, you know, one eye open, haven't had a cup of coffee yet. And I see these ladies sitting at the slot machines with black fingertips and buckets of nickels and quarters as they're slugging those slot machines full of their coins with a cigarette hanging out of their mouth and i looked at that and i thought oh uh uh and i just something in me said no stay away from that i was in my early to mid 20s but rolling the dice on the market now that's one that i will do and my dad was a stockbroker so it's also baked in i guess so the mars and tune aspect is alive and well and <laughs> it's it's understood now and we're staying on the positive side of the aspect and it is it's a great positive especially in the area of the spiritual i love it All right, you guys have a great weekend. Pray for peace. Home base, level up Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. If you'd like to join us, it's on the YouTube channel, Fun Astrology, and it's also on our Facebook group. And thanks to the Merriman folks for a little few extra minutes. It won't happen for another year or so. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you Monday on the Fun Astrology podcast.